produced by Q News for the WIA. This is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. The news it is for week commencing February 24, 2013. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Elvis saves the day. Taken your tablet? These stories ahead of WIA President Phil Waite, VK2ASD. Power FM and 3BA transmitter saved from fire. Power FM and 3BA Ballarat, Victoria had a lightning strike on the hill where their transmitter is housed, causing a bushfire. Thanks to a massive effort by the CFA and DSE, with the help of Elvis, that's the air crane, not the allegedly dead singer, the transmitter hut was saved but fairly singed and they've been running off generator power for some time. This happened whilst the technician was overseas, so the general manager spent most of his weekend on site getting the new air conditioner units installed and ash out of the equipment. The joys of radio. You can see the full radiotoday.com.au story with pictures when you visit their website. Taking your tablet... Current.com.au writer Patrick Avenel, in an article on retail sales, shows how the lead-up to Christmas 2012 was the first month in Australian retail history that the value of tablet sales exceeded notebook sales. The pre-Christmas tablet market was strongly focused on Apple's iPad and iPad mini products and the co-branded Nexus 7 from Google and Asus. Even though there was some debate over the success of these tablets, JB Hi-Fi CEO said that the only stock shortages were what prevented even greater sales. Meanwhile, the value of headphone sales in the three months leading up to Christmas was equal to the entire home audio category, demonstrating the remarkable robust nature of that category. And speaking of headphones, a little later in the program, Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, will share with... The rest of Australia, what he had a couple of weeks back on the VK7 News, the history of headphones. Unlike other categories such as TV, which have chased greater volumes through lower prices, headphone suppliers have lured customers to high-end expensive models with clever marketing and brand endorsements. Now, a free daily newsletter on all this sort of material is obtainable when you click current.com.au. Proposed reallocation of 2.3 gigs? President Phil Waite, VK2ASD. Last week, the ACMA informed the WIA of proposed changes to spectrum usage in the 2.3 gigahertz band. This will result in advanced licensees losing access to 2300 to 2304 megahertz. The ACMA proposes to acquire the spectrum for LTE radio purposes. LTE, or long-term evolution, marketed as 4G, is a wireless standard for high-speed data over mobile phones and data terminals. The proposed change gives LTE services the full 100 MHz spectrum from 2300 to 2400 MHz, or 25 MHz wide LTE channels. Naturally, the government revenue from any result in spectrum auction would be very significant indeed, conservatively estimated at about $100 million. Losing any spectrum is always a great concern for radio amateurs. This secondary allocation of spectrum is the only viable option for EME contacts to Region 2, where EME activity is on 2304 MHz, or Region 1, which uses 2320 MHz. 
Australian radio amateur EME activity would then be confined to 2400 MHz and above, where ISM and Wi-Fi equipment is very likely to cause unacceptable interference. The ACMA plans to recommend the change to the Minister for Broadband Communications and the Digital Economy. If the Minister approves the change, radio amateurs will probably lose access to that spectrum in 2015. However, before making such a recommendation to the Minister, the ACMA is required to undertake extensive consultation with all stakeholders and has prepared a consultation paper. The ACMA will also be writing to all advanced radio operators who are affected by this proposal and provide them with a copy of the notice and inviting their comments. A link to the consultation paper is in a news item on the home page of the WIA website. Radio amateurs are encouraged to forward their comments to the ACMA by Wednesday the 27th of March 2013. So there's only about four to five weeks to do it. The WIA is also particularly keen to hear of people who are using the 2.3 gigahertz spectrum. If you are using 2.3 gigahertz in any way, please send an email to the WIA with some brief details of your activity in that band. That will assist us in preparing our submission. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD for the WIA. In Melbourne and around the world, you can now hear and see the WIA news broadcast brought to you by members of Melbourne's Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club. The broadcast is transmitted via VK3RTV, digital television repeater, and simultaneously streamed live on the web, courtesy of the British Amateur Television Club. This is VK1WIA, now heard and seen around the world. I'm John, VK3DQ. VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Around VK we go, VK3, VK4 and VK7. Don't forget the big friendly ham fest, the EMDRC White Elephant Sale. It's on Sunday, March 24 at the Great Ryrie Primary School. That's on Great Ryrie Road at Heathmont. For table bookings, contact Max VK3 Whiskey Tango. I'll give you a telephone number here. It's 03900. 59351 or you can email max and for full details check out the club's website all urls phone numbers everything in the news best read and best found when you read the text edition at wia.org.au in vk4 ipswich club have put together a video here's alan vk4 fabr or fawr vk4 kvt those and any other stations around this morning who may care to call in, this is VK4RG. You're listening to Ron, VK4RG, calling in the 8am net for the Ipswich and District Radio Club since July 1986. Last year, the club celebrated 50 years. A highlight was a 50 years dinner held at the Ipswich Turf Club with a display of club memorabilia. Several members also agreed to share their memories in front of a video camera. A 27-minute video has been produced with some great yarns, including the vital role amateur radio played during the 1974 Brisbane and Ipswich floods. While it was not possible to hear from all members, the stories and vision recorded are a broad representation of the strong bond the hobby of amateur radio has forged between members, partners, friends and family for half a century. This video is now on YouTube. 
See the text version of WIA News for the link. Reporting from Ipswich, this is Alan, VK4FABR. Thanks, Alan. And finally, in VK7, WI and VK7 regional news broadcasts are now on UHF-CB, spreading the news to a wider audience. VK7-FRIK is broadcasting WIA national news and VK7 regional news in the Burnie area on UHF-CB Channel 15. It happens, of course, Sundays at 9am local, and then again Thursday nights at 8pm. And if you do know somebody in the Burnie and surrounding areas that may be interested in becoming an amateur radio operator and has UHFCB, let them know about the broadcast so they can tune in. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IRTS, IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. World Amateur Radio Day 2013. Each year on the 18th of April, radio amateurs around the world celebrate World Amateur Radio Day. On that day in 1925, the International Amateur Radio Union was founded. In 1913, there occurred the first recorded instance of amateur radio being used to provide communications in a natural disaster during severe flooding in the Midwest of the United States. Accordingly, the theme for the event for 2013 is Amateur Radio Entering Its Second Century of Disaster Communications. Activities on the occasion of World Amateur Radio Day 2013 can be a great opportunity to spread the word about what the hams are doing in the field of disaster communications in the 21st century. More on Phones in Space. BBC say the world's first smartphone sat project called Strand 1 will be ready to launch at the end of February. The Strand 1 CubeSat will carry a Google Nexus 1 Android smartphone into space to demonstrate the feasibility of using cheap smartphones' electronics to control a spacecraft. Also included will be a software-based speech synthesizer to commemorate the UOSat family of amateur radio satellites that were launched in the 1980s. There will also be an amateur radio AX25 packet radio downlink on 437.575 MHz. The Strand 1 satellite was built in Guildford in the United Kingdom by volunteers from the Surrey Space Centre and Surrey Satellite Technology Limited in their spare time. It is planned to be launched February 25th into a 785km orbit by an Indian Space Research Organisation rocket. TV station launches balloon to the edge of space. Charlotte NBC affiliate WCNC decided to do what ham radio operators have been doing for many years the world over, that being to put some consumer-grade video cameras inside a box, tie it to a helium-filled balloon and launch it toward near space. Amateur Radio Newsline Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK, has the story of this unexpected extended flight. Corey Harding is WCNC's news director. He says that he saw a video on YouTube of two people launching a beer can towards space and wanted to see if his station could do the same thing. So with the help of Hackerspace Charlotte, the station took two GoPro cameras, a lunchbox, a helium-filled balloon, a 3D model of an astronaut with meteorologist Larry Sprinkle's face attached, 
and launched it to see how high it would reach. The balloon rose to an altitude of 102,457 feet before breaking and sending both the cameras and the astronaut model plummeting back toward Earth. The package took three and a half hours to ascend and 45 minutes to fall back to Earth. The station says that the package was found 25 days after the balloon was found by an air search, lying in several acres of briars, 172 miles from where it launched. You can watch the video of the flight and the payload recovery at tinyurl.com forward slash WCNC dash balloon. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Essek, K9BIK in Zion, Illinois. News from the Irish Radio Transmitters Society. And this item may be of interest to VK residents who hold an Irish license as it concerns the renewal of amateur station licenses. In June 2009, the Wireless Telegraphy Amateur Radio Station Licence Regulations 2009 came into force which changed individual amateur station licences from annual licences to lifetime licences. Whilst the licences are lifetime licences, under the regulations, licensees are required to confirm the details of their licence to Comreg, the Irish regulator, every five years. Comreg will begin advising licensees how to comply with this requirement in 2014. We have been told by Comreg that they will that they have yet to determine how this process will take place, but will endeavour to make it as smooth as possible. For the WIA Weekly News, I'm Aidan, Echo India 7, Julia Charlie. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Toowoomba, it can be heard on VK4 RDD on 14675 MHz at 9am on Sunday morning. I'm Dave, VK4 LED. Operational news on Felix VK4 FUQ, Dateline 2013. ZL Jock White Memorial Field Day contest is on this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, February 23 and 24. Worldwide International Museums weekends, June 15 and 16 and 22-23. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and Advice. This weekend, February 23 and 24, VI4POLIO is activated by members of the Rotarians of Amateur Radio. This activity celebrates Rotary International's 108th birthday and their commitment to eliminate polio worldwide. Raw World President Bill VK4ZD, wife Diane VK4HH and daughter Eliza Pomery. VK4FOXE, also a dedicated Rotarian, will operate VI4POLIO from southeast Queensland. V47JA will again be operating from his Calypso Bay, St Kitts Vacation Home until March 21st. Activity will be on 160 through 6 metres and will include 60 metres. V47JA also advised Amateur Radio Newsline that he plans to take part in the CQ 160 metre contest this weekend, February 22 through the 24th, and the AWL International DX contest on March the 2nd and 3rd, both on SSB. QSLs via W5JON, either direct or electronically via Logbook of the World. 8P9RM from Barbados starts February 26th. His operation will be on 160 through 6 metres with a focus on CW and the lower bands. QSL via W1VE. 
Bill Moore, NC1L, the AWL's awards branch manager, says that the current 5XAC operation from Uganda, along with the T6TJ and T6BP operations from Afghanistan, have been approved for DXCC credit. If you've had cards declined except logbook of the world applications, please send an email to bmore at awl.org to be placed on the list for an update. If your QSOs were confirmed only via Logbook of the World, they were not imported to DXCC since at the time of your application, these were not approved. Logbook of the World confirmed QSOs can be reclaimed via your next submission only. Also from Bill Wood that the Z81A and Z81D operations commencing back in 2012 from the Republic of South Sudan have also been approved. Celebrating 50 years of the Algerian Amateur Radio Association, Algerian ham will activate special event call signs 79A and 7T50ARA. This is to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Algerian Amateur Radio Association. QSL both call signs by the Bureau. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1WIA. What use is an F-call? In the past, I've talked about experimentation. It's an activity that lies at the heart of amateur radio. In essence, amateur radio is a license to experiment. On the face of it, our license is permission to operate radio equipment on certain frequencies and using certain transmission modes. But that's an outcome that came after the experimentation. As an author on Wikipedia puts it, Throughout the history of amateur radio, we have made significant contributions to science, engineering, industry and social services. Research by amateur radio operators has founded new industries, built economies, empowered nations and saved lives in times of emergency. Over the past little while, I've heard some amateurs exclaim that doing something was not allowed, or not done. I've heard people claim exclusive use of a frequency, or heard them say that a proposal being made was not suitable for some or other reason. For example, there's nothing saying that a slow-scan net cannot be run across a local repeater, or a temporary echo-link node configured during a regular net, or the news being broadcast live rather than from a pre-produced audio file. I find it interesting that a hobby that includes the notion, nay, is built around the notion of experimentation, can in fact harbour such views. If you have a licence and you have a desire, that should be all that is required to go the next step, that of coming up with new and interesting ideas on how to use radio to do things. As a student of life, I found myself surrounded by people telling me that things cannot be done. I find it surprising that this view is possible within amateur radio. If you have an experiment that you'd like to try, I'd like to encourage you to go about your business and do just that. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Rewind. Ear, ear. A brief history of headphones. Headphones have been with us since the beginning of the 20th century when they are said to be invented by one Nathaniel Baldwin, who produced early models in his kitchen and later interested the US Navy in their adoption. They are the only way to hear faint signals coming through the air from radio as the age of loudspeakers had not arrived yet. With the advent of broadcast radio, they again were the only way of hearing the signals and even when loudspeakers did come on the scene, headphones created a niche for themselves which still exists today. These early devices which use moving iron drivers were sensitive enough to lack 
but lack of dampening made the sound quality poor. The impedance needed for telegraphy work was around 75 ohms, but for radio reception, they had to be more sensitive still, and this raised their impedance to around 2,000 ohms to match the output of the triode anodes of the receivers of the time. Today, these values have changed somewhat. Low-impedance phones are typically 16 to 32 ohms and high-impedance between 100 and 600 ohms. As the impedance increases, more voltage and less current is required and the loudness for a given voltage decreases. With low voltage very common in much equipment, the impedance has decreased. Early headphones were very uncomfortable to wear for any length of time because of the hard wooden and then plastic cases that contained the workings and usually tight headbands to which they were attached. There were very limited frequency response and construction made them prone to distortion where were strong discouragement for prolonged wearing and listening. For a while, headphones were the only way to hear radio and telegraphy signals as the early speakers were not large enough and cumbersome but also very insensitive and again prone to distortion. But as speakers got better, headphones used in the general public declined. However, it expanded into specialist industries such as the maritime and budding aviation industries where both sound, security and ease of hearing were essential. Technology took a quantum leap forward with the advent of the moving coil. Almost, uh, also known as the dynamic headphone, and this has become the most common device. It reduced background noise and made individual voices recognisable above the hiss and crackle of earlier devices, while the technologies such as electret and balanced armature have further improved quality. The advancements turned makers towards making their headphones more comfortable for the wearer, recognising that this was a prerequisite for long-time wearing by specialist users. Soft surrounds, lighter units and adjustable headbands all contributed to make it a much more pleasurable wearing experience. Hand in hand with this came moves to exclude extraneous noise. In some cases it made them all the more important because by now headphones had reached a point of being a hi-fi device compared to the best speakers. Today the best noise cancelling phones are in-ear canal devices or closed-back types, with, while open-back and earbud versions give some noise isolation as well. For really effective noise cancellation, closed-back phones attenuate by 8 to 10 dB, and in-ear devices are even better at 10 to 15 dB. Headphones and headsets with the microphone attached are widely used in many industries. Emergency services are particularly suited to wireless headphones as workers need to give hands-free at all times and not have their movements impeded by equipment. Mobile phone users are increasingly turning to Bluetooth for hands-free means of communication. While office phones are going wireless, the freedom they afford... In the mining industry especially, long-walled underground mining, safety is paramount and radio phone equipment has to be intrinsically safe because the smallest spark could cause disastrous explosion. In whatever form, headsets and headphones have provided clear hearing and communication for users in many industries. It is safe bet that this technology will continue to improve in the near future. And that was written by Mike Smith, who is the specialist technical writer with the Radiocom's Web Ezine via VK7FWT. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, where every pixel tells a story. This is a test transmission from a station in Wellington, New Zealand. Wellington VHF Group tests digital television from Mount Belmont. 
The first test transmission in cooperation with users of the adjacent spectrum was a success and the station has been cleared to continue transmitting. The coverage of the station is now being measured and reception reports are welcome. The transmission should be receivable over a 180-degree arc from the northwest through northeast to the southeast, and there's likely to be two nulls, one in the direction of Titahai Bay and the other direction Sea View. Transmissions over the remaining 180-degree arc are likely to be weaker. Look for an unmodulated CW carrier on 506 MHz in the centre of the licensed channel on horizontal polarisation. The maximum EIRP is plus 20 dBW, that's 100 watts, towards the northeast. The CW transmission will continue until the digital modulator is ready. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, EME Calculator Software. Doug VK3UM has reported to the Southgate News that his EME Calculator Software EME Calc version 9 has been released. Enhancements include expansion of the Yagi database with the VE7BQH Yagi comparison tables allowing selection over 490 antennas. Additional features include beam fill calculations and update EME planner version 1.78. ISS astronaut makes record. Canadian astronaut Chris Hadfield, KC5RNJ slash VA300G, has been busy whilst on board the International Space Station. Amongst his activities, he has been creating music. Most recently, he's been working with Ed Robinson of the Big Bang Theory theme song creators. The result has been the ISS song, Is Somebody Listening?, which has been released with International Fanfare in Canada. Hear it today on YouTube. Simply search for ISS is somebody singing. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. Jim Linton VK3PC says that the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend continues to grow. This 48-hour fun event, now in its 16th year and held on the third full weekend in August, has reached 150 registrations. With 25 countries registered so far, Germany has the most on 35, closely followed by Australia, England and the USA. Australia on 34 registrations has Victoria in the lead on 9, followed by Queensland on 8, South Australia and Tasmania on 7, then Western Australia with 3. Those participating promote public awareness of lighthouses and lightships and their need for preservation and restoration. The International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is on August the 17th and 18th. Visit the website illw.net to make an online registration, read the guidelines and explore it in more detail. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amity Young Timers. A reminder that a youth net meets Saturdays at 0100 hours UTC on IRLP Reflector 2. Young Hams Net 3.590 at 7.30pm Victorian time. Amateur Radio Supplies announces a second giveaway to promote youth in amateur radio. Amateur Radio Supplies in the USA have announced a biannual giveaway to promote youth in amateur radio DXing and contesting. Getting on HF, high frequency in today's economy, can be very challenging for many, but especially for our youth operators, said Jeff Demers, owner of Amateur Radio Supplies. Many youth operators are unable to purchase the needed equipment to get on the air. Amateur Radio Suppliers will give away another complete high-frequency station to this their second selected applicant. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. 
on Sunday, March 3, 2013. It's the Mad Bike Ride at Woodend, Wombat State Forest. If you want to help with this one, contact John Weir, VK3XD. And on Saturday, March 16, 2013, it's the Rally Bonnie Doon at Mansfield. For this one, contact Peter Weeks, VK3YZP. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Well, that is the end of WIA National News for another week. February 24 on the social scene, Wyong Field Day at the Wyong Racecourse. March 10 in VK3, SPARC, the 2013 Rosebud Kite Fest. March 24 in VK3, EMDRC, White Elephant Sale. March 24 also, VK7 this time, it's Meet the Voice Barbecue at Ross. May 3 to 5 in VK4, the Clareview Amateur Radio Weekend. May 24 to 26, VK6, it's the WIA, AGM and Conference being held in Perth. July 20 in VK3, the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. And August 11, VK2, it's Sarkfest at Richmond Hill Road, that's near Lismore. So, until next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Remember to contact National News. All you do is an email to nationalnews at wia.org.au. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.